Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast for November 14th. I'm your host, Evan Teague. This week, we talked to members of our Arkansas Farm Bureau team about important issues such as high-speed broadband access in rural areas and opportunities for veterans in the agriculture industry. We also learned about the 85th Annual Arkansas Farm Bureau Convention, which will be held in Little Rock next month. First, Arkansas Farm Bureau's Greg Patterson talked to Jason Smedley, Assistant Director for Local Affairs and Rural Development in Farm Bureau's Public Affairs and Government Relations Department. Smedley explains the Veterans for Agriculture or Vets for Ag program, which was created to educate and prepare military veterans for potential careers in agriculture. On this edition of Arkansas Farm Bureau's Arkansas AgCast. I'm sitting here with Jason Smedley, and Jason runs the Veterans for Ag program for Farm Bureau. And uh, we've got a big summit coming up, and tell us what's going on with uh, Veterans for Ag right now. Well, thank you for having me. So what we like to do is we want to make sure that we focus on our veterans that are currently in agriculture as well as focus on veterans interested in agriculture and what we've done is arkansas farm bureau federation has collaborated with arkansas department of agriculture as well as the arkansas department of veteran affairs and our three organizations work together to promote agriculture to our veterans and for our veterans and so this summit will serve as an opportunity for veterans to gain more information about the world of agriculture and address some of the issues that are going on with veterans in agriculture, as well as get information from veterans that are currently uh, involved in different agricultural activities. We'll have some guest speakers, we'll have some panel discussions, but it should be a good time. So uh, tell us, tell the listeners, what are some of those issues that are going on with veterans that are involved in agriculture right now? Well, I'll say one of the issues is understanding and being able to use all of the resources that are available to them. And whether it's uh, access to resources from USDA or finding out more information about current policy, we want to make sure that they have access to the resources. And I would say, you know, another issue that uh, veterans in agriculture are facing are issues that are facing any farmer. Uh, that's here in Arkansas, such as the flooding, uh, sustainability. And we want to make sure that they are able to address those issues as well as any farmer here in Arkansas. How about some of the issues facing uh, veterans who they may not be farming yet, but they do have an issue, you know, an interest in doing that? Well, for veterans that are interested in farming, we want to make sure that we help them transition because uh Coming from a veteran background, uh, you're walking a different road. And so we want to make sure that we're able to have the right signs that lead them in the right direction and that they're not discouraged by the bumps in the road that come with uh, transitioning into agriculture. And so we have different options such as mentorship for uh, veterans interested in agriculture. We will get them someone who's already involved in agriculture to help guide them along and make sure they get the support that's necessary. Some of the folks who are going to be um, speaking in, in today's conference, uh, let us know who they are and, and, and some of the interest um, that you've generated. Obviously, you've been paying attention to what veterans need, and you've tailored this program to address those needs. 
Well, we're going to have a variety of people on our panel. Uh, we have um, we have panelists from the uh, USDA. We have panelists from the Arkansas Cooperative Extension, as well as Farm Credit. Uh, and even from the educational resource, we have uh, Dr. Killingsworth from Arkansas Tech University. And we also have uh, those from from the National Agriculture Law Center. We'll have Emily Rumley, who's a senior attorney staff there. And we also have Mark Lambert, that's here with Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation, who focuses on the commodity activities. But we'll have a variety of, of uh, panelists that can give some great information to those who attend. Additionally, we will have successful veteran farmers as some of our speakers and panelists to be able to share the stories of their success. I would figure obviously for veterans who are interested in farming, two of the biggest drawbacks or, or hurdles that they have to overcome are gonna be financing and the ability to have land to farm on. Um, is that something you find to be a, a common thread of, of an issue for veterans interested in farming? Well, finance and land will always be an issue and, and something that, that veterans in agriculture will take a special look at. You know, I would say one of the big things is you have veterans who are interested in farming but have no background, have no knowledge. And so that seems to be the, the most important thing is, is letting them know that, yes, you can learn how to do this. Yes, you can be successful. And yes, it's a good opportunity for you. And so one of our things is we want to make sure that they get that educational knowledge that can make sure they're successful, uh, as well as have opportunities to reach out to the different financial institutions that can support that agricultural business that they're looking to start. You yourself are a, a Marine officer and, and have done uh, tours in different places around the world. Um, speak to uh, our listeners of of the issues of transitioning back once you're done with the tour and, and getting involved, um, in this case, in farming, but just, just the basic issues you have to deal with when you're trying to transition back into the workforce. Well, for veterans, transitioning back uh, to civilian life is a challenge within itself. And we have there are resources available uh, to support those. And, and I'd say for one, that's one reason why we work with the Arkansas Department of Veteran Affairs to help with that transition. And luckily, uh, Arkansas has great resources and support systems that can help uh, veterans uh, through that. So uh, some of the issues can be um, looking at uh, what uh, capabilities that that veteran has that can be used in the workforce and making sure that's in the best interest for that veteran. And that's something that they're interested in doing and not just looking for a job, uh, that it's something of value because uh, veterans took pride in their work uh, as, as you know, whatever branch they were in. And they wanna make sure that they take pride in their civilian job as well. And they wanna feel valued in that job. And one thing about agriculture is that uh, farmers get value out of their work. They are able to see uh, the success and the progress that they're able to achieve uh, and they're able to play an intricate part in that. And that is one of the appeals 
that the appeal to agriculture that veterans have is that they're able to see the success, see the progress, and are able to use their hands and get really involved. And that's and that can be at times stressful and at other times peaceful. And that's something that I think every veteran can relate to. I'm sure you've talked to several vet veterans who have uh, transferred into the ag sector. Any any good stories to tell in regards to uh, some folks that you've talked to? Uh, yes, there's one um, uh, famous Arkansan veteran farmer, Damon Helton, uh, who has been known to uh, tell tell his story about how he transitioned from the military and he did not know anything about farming but he knew that he had an interest in it and with the right guidance and mentorship he was able to uh, create his own farm as well as operate his own store called the old uh, old crow general store and so he's been able to take the lessons learned from many farmers and been able to make a successful business out of it and so i think He's just a reflection of, of many farmers, of many veteran farmers who are here in Arkansas who found success in farming after their career in the military. What's your uh, uh, look into the crystal ball or the future of, of veterans getting involved in farming? Well, I want to make sure that um, veterans know this opportunity is out there. Even if they don't have a direct interest in farming, I at least want to make sure they understand the value of agriculture, especially here in Arkansas. And for those veterans who are farmers, I want to make sure that they have all the resources and support necessary. Uh, for one thing, veterans are very independent and they like to handle things themselves. But we all know that we're one team, one fight, and there are times when we need to support each other. So I want to make sure that all our veteran farmers get the detailed support that meets their specific needs. And so I think if we're able to accomplish that, we'll be able to continue to support our veterans. If uh, there are some veterans out there listening to this podcast right now who are interested in getting involved, um, who should they contact or what website might they be able to go to? Well, they can go to the website of vets for ag and that's VETS, but that's the number four in AG, A-G. So if you go to VETSforAG.com, uh, you'll be able to sign up and we'll be able to share information about upcoming events. Uh, if you have any questions, you need to reach out, uh, you can do it through their website, VETS for AG, or you can give me a call. My number is 501-529-0076. Again, 501-529-0076. Uh, but we are willing to help Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation as well as the Department of Agriculture and the Arkansas Department of Veteran Affairs. All three organizations want to make sure we do all we can to help our veterans and help those in agriculture. He is Jason Smedley with uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau and all day today at Arkansas Tech, he's been leading the efforts of the Vets for Ag Summit. Jason, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us. Thank you for having me.
Next, Rob Anderson talks to Jeff Pitchford, Director, Public Affairs and Government Relations, State Affairs at Arkansas Farm Bureau about recent complications to efforts to boost access to high-speed broadband internet in rural areas. Jeff also talks about why this is such an important issue for Farm Bureau. This is Rob Anderson with Arkansas AgCast. I'm here today with Jeff Pitchford, uh, our Director of Public Affairs and Government Relations, State Affairs for Arkansas Farm Bureau. And Jeff, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on with broadband in the state. Uh, I know in August there was an announcement by the governor about some dedicating of funds for, for effort to get broadband in rural areas of Arkansas, but then more recently some rules came out related to that, and that caused a bit of a stir at the legislature, and and we asked our members to get involved. Can you give me some background on that? What happened, and what's going on now? Well, thanks, Rob, for having me on, and yeah, we can, um, we can go from the beginning. This really started back in uh, the General Assembly's legislative session back in 2019, in the spring of 2019 this year, um, they passed uh, Senate Bill 150, which is now Act 198. And that changed some of the rules in Arkansas. Up until that point, um, if a city or a county government wanted to uh, apply for federal dollars especially USDA that has a, a broadband grant money, uh, they were not legally able to do it. And so the law, Act 198, changed it to where cities or counties could team with a private internet service provider and apply for federal grants or team up together on their own and try to uh, offer and fill in some of the gaps in their city or in their county and offer high-speed broadband internet service. So fast forward to this summer, you're correct. The governor made this announcement that we are very appreciative of that he was going to allocate 25, up to $25 million toward rural broadband internet service uh, in some form or fashion. We made some assumptions that it would probably be, you know, some partnerships with private service providers to to bring this about. Arkansas Economic Development Commission is the is over the this grant and the Office of Rural Broadband is located within within AEDC. And so uh, they started to promulgate the rules and they had a open public comment period for the rules of how this money was to be spent. And it came out that the that only cities of 500 or greater uh, would be even eligible to apply for this grant money. Well, that certainly uh, takes away a lot of uh, rural areas in Arkansas, um, unincorporated areas or towns with less than 500 in population would not even be able to apply for the money, let alone have a chance to get the, the, the resources. So obviously, uh, agriculture and people who farm and ranch, a lot of them live in unincorporated areas. A lot of agriculture is done in unincorporated areas. And with, as we all know, agriculture in the 21st century is science and technology based. If you don't have connection to uh, the internet and able to use that, you're at a severe disadvantage. And so we 
Um, went to uh, the legislature, a committee um, last week wanted to take up this issue and hear from uh, constituents, uh, the uh, Farm Bureau and County Government Association, both we testified to the committee and let them know that this is not what the spirit of Act 198 was about. And also it just disenfranchised a lot of folks out there and we just can't afford to to go on without some sort of plan and lots and resources uh, to folks who live in the rural areas of Arkansas. Broadband is uh, is vital, and so um, it really created a the proposed rules created a uh, winner and loser uh, type of mentality, and we just wanted to express our concerns for that. And so we activated our membership. We sent out uh, some action alerts, and I think we had a pretty good. Uh, response from Farm Bureau members across the uh, state, and it made an impact, uh, definitely made an impact. The public hearings that went on this week with the AEDC, um, they recognized that they had a lot of input uh, from folks across the the state, heard from a lot of folks, and have pulled down the proposed rules and are going to be uh, looking at re, uh, revising them to include unincorporated areas as areas that could qualify. Now, we have not seen all the the new proposed rules yet. They'll have to put them out for public comment, and we'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, but I know the legislature is very concerned about it. I've spoke to a lot of, lot of members there and, and a lot of our folks across the state are you know are interested in this so so tell me is there a timetable or any specifics that we know at this point or is a lot of stuff still up in the air on this issue well we have again we haven't seen the the new proposed rules but uh i know that they they had goals to to get this money out there as, as quick as possible and over the next couple of years um and so i'm sure it will be fairly quickly that we'll see the new proposed rules. They'll probably have a, uh, a time frame, a 30-day window for public comment and, uh, and a public hearing on that. And then they'll take that information and then make, make a determination of what to do. But uh, we, we are pleased with our members and folks out there from the rural areas reaching out to their legislators, reaching out to the AEDC and saying, hey, no, we don't think this is the fair way to do this. And let's open this up for uh, not just cities, but but all areas of, of the state. And and like you mentioned, I mean, technology and connectivity has become critical for, for farmers who live in, in many of these areas because they're using uh, higher tech equipment. They're you you know they're staying on trying to stay on top of the weather and, and 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 reports of all kinds, and they're using devices to do that. How long has this been an issue? I mean, is this something? Talk a bit a little bit about yeah. how what you hear from our members and how this has been a part of uh, Farm Bureau policy. For yeah, them. absolutely. Uh, you know, when two or more of our members are gathered, um, they're going to talk about issues, and when they do, uh, the lack of <clears throat> excuse me reliable and affordable broadband internet is always one of the top issues. We have multiple policies in the Arkansas uh, Farm Bureau policy book that our members vote on. We have multiple sections dealing with asking for and wanting uh, 
broadband and internet services reliable and affordable to across Arkansas to all people in all areas, including the their very rural areas. And so when our members get together, we hear this. And so, um, and we know it's complicated. It's not an easy fix. We, we understand that. And we want private service providers to be uh, involved, obviously, but, but also to take the lead on it. We're fine with that. And we understand how markets work and, and, uh, and everything. But broadband is kind of like the highway program, the interstate highway program of the, of the 20th century, or even uh, go back a little further, rural electrification of the 20th century. It's a game changer. Uh, lack of internet access uh, really divides folks in the 21st century, not only farming and our technology that we use in agriculture, um, but our families who live, of our members who live in rural areas. Um, they don't have the same education, they don't have the same health care, they don't have the same economic standing uh, that folks who do have high-speed, reliable, affordable broadband internet service. Um, and so it's a big deal. We, we hear that from our members all the time. And so obviously um, us and others across the, 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 the state are trying to do something about it uh, to make sure that there's a level playing field of who gets it and we want to get it. And as I told the committee, the legislative committee last week, we really don't care if it is federal government or state government or counties or cities. We just want to get it done. We want internet access available to rural areas. All right. Thank you for helping us understand the issue. Finally, Kenmore interviews Jody Urquhart, a senior district director for Arkansas Farm Bureau, about planning and preparation for this year's Arkansas Farm Bureau annual convention. I'm Ken Moore, and today I'm visiting with Jody Urquhart. Uh, Jody is the chairman of the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation Annual Convention Committee and uh, is kind of the man responsible for kind of overseeing the organization's 85th annual convention that's coming up December 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Marriott Hotel in Little Rock. And Jody, uh, this is kind of a very significant convention for Arkansas Farm Bureau because there's going to be a recognition of Mr. Randy Veach. I know that's going to be kind of one of the big highlights of it as uh, Randy is stepping down after 11 years as State Farm Bureau president. Talk about uh, what's all being done to honor him and his family uh, for his 11 years. And, and more than that, really, all of his tenure on the State Board of Directors. Well, this year we're, we're having a, um, a foundation fundraiser, which is uh, in, it's a legacy of service banquet, and we're honoring Mr. and Mrs. Veach both for their service to this organization for all the time that they spent on the road traveling and representing our membership uh, here in the state of Arkansas uh, on the national level and all around the world. So it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity to say thank you for all that you've given us. And what all is going to be involved in that reception? I understand we're going to have uh, opportunities for some of the members of Farm Bureau to offer some video uh, words of gratitude and thanks. Kind of, you know, we appreciate you, Randy and Thelma, that kind of thing. And then beyond that, bringing some people in who've known him, uh, friendships he's made all across the country uh, over the last 11 years. Well, the president of American Farm Bureau, Mr. Zippy Duval, will be in uh, for that as well. Um, and I'm sure there'll be people from all over the industry, as you mentioned. Um, I know we're going to have a, uh, a, a a silent auction that will be part of just that uh, It's in itself. 
Um, there's a, um, a signing um, of some kind of a gift presentation. I don't know exactly what that is yet, but there'll be something that everybody will be able to partake in and leave uh, some kind of memory for Mr. and Mrs. Veach. Been a, he's been a great leader of the organization, and, uh, and just what he's done, as you say, he's traveled the world because he's part of the American Farm Bureau Trade Advisory Committee as well, uh, representing the state of Arkansas and Arkansas agriculture on trade issues. So uh, it'll kind of be uh, uh, a great evening to honor him for his uh, time leading this organization and then passing the torch to, to whoever the next president will be. Uh, exactly, yes. You know, um, traveling the world, as you've mentioned, Cuba, China, and several other um, places around the world, um, I believe that, like you say, uh, 11 years being a long tenure for Mr. Veach, um, uh, he's had a lot of work to accomplish and, and has made a lot of accomplishments and, and helped lead this organization. And that's been a, that's been a very um, a gratifying thing, I believe, for him and, and, and been to our benefit as an organization. And what are some of the other highlights of the state convention that you might want to make note of here? There's, it's going to be two and a half days, a lot of activity going on, though. Big trade show, too. Exactly. We have a, our trade show. This will be its third, fourth year, I believe. Um, and uh, that trade show will have... Uh, uh, upwards of 70 vendors um, that will be participating. Um, some of our Farm Bureau Value Plus partners, uh, Heritage Ag um, uh, with case uh, equipment, uh, John Deere, uh, Greenway, uh, they'll have a nice display. Um, we've even got a solar company that's going to come in called Solar Seal this year uh, to help talk about some uh, um, incentives that are out there for farm and ranches uh, to uh, maybe convert some of their energy usage. Um, and then, of course, Ford, I think Crane Ford's coming in with some uh, some display as well. So those are some of our key partners, uh, That, but we've got a whole bunch of other partners and, and other booths that are coming in. So at that trade show is going to be fantastic this year. Um, of course, inside the, you know, we'll have our general session this year. We've got our governor coming to speak and address the organization once again. Um, we'll finish up that general session and, and into our awards program, which is going to be great. We'll we'll actually recognize the and find out who the number one uh, county in the state of Arkansas is again this year um, for uh, and through our president's award. Um, and then the, going into the next day, uh, we'll have several special conferences ranging in with uh, uh, from trade updates, feral hog issues. Uh, we're going to have a women's leadership workshop this year and then the livestock and crops uh, workshops that will go along with that. Um, this year, a women's leadership luncheon. Uh, we hope that it will be bigger and, and better than ever. Uh, that luncheon gives us an opportunity to celebrate all of the accomplishments of our women uh, in ag that uh, uh, around the state of Arkansas and all that they do to promote ag in the classroom and to further the mission of theirs and we want to encourage everybody that attends our convention to come help us uh, celebrate all of their accomplishments and what they do uh, throughout the state and of course we'll uh, finish up with a general session where Mr. Zippy uh, Duval our American Farm Bureau president will address and uh, the uh, organization and then uh, of course Friday will take us into our uh, business session where we'll do the, the real work of this organization, and, and that's where we'll ratify all of the resolutions that our membership from across the state has uh, submitted um, and, and forwarded up to the uh, state, and uh, then we'll be ready to go around the sun one more time.
Gotta <laughs> like the way you put that. Go around the sun. It comes around pretty quick. We finish one state convention, and it's almost immediately after the first of the year we got start getting ready for the next one. It's a year long process, and I know you've had a lot on your plate to get ready for it. But you know, you and I have both been with the organization for many, many years. Uh, this is a wonderful family reunion, isn't it? It's it's the big, big event of the year for Farm Bureau and for Arkansas agriculture every year because we'll have what something over a thousand. Farm and ranch family members and uh, and other friends of agriculture there at the Marriott this year. Exactly, we will. We'll, you know, we'll have our extension friends and FFA friends and many, many. I, I believe the uh, there'll be some legislators on hand as well that will come. Uh, you mentioned that a lot. It was on my plate, but really and truly, my plate's not not that difficult. It's the staff and this organization and everybody working inside our family, our volunteer leaders as well, that makes all of this so you know come together so well. So. You know, that's where the, the big thank you goes is to all the staff involved and all of our leadership that, that helps us move uh, through what we do. And that, you know, that, that is what makes this a family-driven organization from the membership. Yeah, no, no question, uh, Jody. Thank you so much. Well, we're just a little uh, less than a month away now, uh, and it'll be here. So, uh, anyway, thanks for sharing in some of the highlights of it. And uh, 85 years for Arkansas Farm Bureau. It's a, it's a celebration of agriculture, the state's largest industry, and uh, best of luck as we put the finishing touches on it. Yes, indeed. I'm, uh, I'm ready to see it come to, to fruition so we can, we can see how everything, all this planning pans out. It's, uh, it's, it, it's fun to get to that day. So it's nerving, but it's, <laughs> it's fun to get there. So all right. thank you. Good deal. Been speaking with Jody Urquhart, the chairman uh, of the staff uh, committee, uh, the Arkansas Farm Bureau Annual Convention Committee, on this edition of Arkansas AgCast. Thank you for joining us for this week's AgCast. We'll be back next Thursday with all the latest on Arkansas agriculture.